Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to the last Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. Oh, I thought you were going to say ever. No, 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 no. The last one of the week. Oh, that's lucky. I was Yeah, okay, don't go on about it, mate. It doesn't really matter to you. And we start with Alan Brazil on The Breakfast Show. And following some players refusing to return to training, the former Spurs midfielder Jamie O'Hara told the lads that the Premier League is the safest place to be and anyone not coming back should not be paid. I 100% would go back. I look at the Premier League right now and the key workers have been risking their lives for the whole time, their families. And, you know, they're having to provide for their families and go back and put themselves at risk. Footballers are getting uh, tested twice a week. You know, it's the safest place to be for me right now is a football club. And... You know, everyone is going back to work. I got on the train today. There's a lot of people going back. Is that? Yeah, there's a lot of people going back. And I just think that, look, I would 100% go back. I would love to go back to football right now. And I think it's the safest place to be because families are putting their lives at risk every day to go out and provide. If you don't want to go back, then don't, you don't get paid. Yeah. I just think that being at football, are you putting yourself at risk when you go to the supermarket? Are you putting yourself at risk when you get out and walk around? You know, there are so many good procedures now in the Premier League, what they're putting together and getting twice a week testings yeah. to go back. That is a safe environment to go and play football. Now, James Savundra has been speaking to the Brighton Chief Exec Paul Barber at this week's press conference. Barber said it's been great to get the players back into training this week and it's been a step in the right direction. Not been a lot of fun, I don't think, training alone uh, in your living room, in your garage, in your back garden, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a gym in, in a gym on your own. So I think just the, the small groups um, getting back together will be, would have been a big, big lift to them. I think the next stage obviously is very, very complex because that's where we take what is at the moment a, a relatively small risk given the, the uh, protocol that the government and Premier League have, have worked on very hard to another level of risk which involves contact potentially and, and, and larger groups. Um, so you know, it's really important that we see the detail of that, understand exactly how it's going to work, make sure our medics are comfortable, make sure uh, our coaches are comfortable. And, and as we said before, make sure our players are really comfortable. And then once we've got that broad agreement across those three groups, then it needs to go to the boards of each individual club to make sure that they can accept and are willing to accept that liability. 
Now that ginger fellow who does drive, Adrian Durham, was fuming on his show yesterday after the latest news from the EFL almost guaranteed Tramir were relegated from League One before the end of the season. He labelled the EFL a disgrace! Is it all about self-preservation? Or is it about integrity? Because, I mean, another thing here, Goffey, if you're a fan who's got his way, then you'll be laughing right now. Of course you will. But when you put in the kind of work that Mark and Nicola Palios put into a football club mm. that they've done at Tranmere, and then have to watch other chairmen and the EFL treat them and their dedication to football with utter contempt, you've every right to be angry. I hope they take legal action. I hope they're successful. And overall, let's take a long, hard look at football right now. In non-league, clubs like Jersey Bulls, who had already won promotion, and South Shields, who were as good as up, yet have been kept down because of a random ruling from a suit... That, that is incredible. While in mm. the EFL, solar suit and tie self-serving fools who can't remember the last time they ever paid to get in to see a game have stuck a dagger through the heart of football's fairness and integrity. In the midst of difficult decisions at a difficult time, we only wanted those running the game to protect the soul of football and the absolute clowns couldn't even do that. I, I think it's a disgrace. My heart goes out to Mark Palios and Nicola Palios and, and the Tranmere fans as well. It's not right. <laughs> And staying with the EFL, Jim White and Natalie and Glenn Johnson were joined by the former Burton manager, Nigel Clough, who gave his first interview since resigning from the League One club. Nigel said he left with a heavy heart, but there was no alternative. It's just the circumstances, really. Uh, the club uh, has got no income at the moment and no income for the foreseeable future. And it's not anybody's fault, uh, but the problem is we don't know when it's going to restart again. Uh, so we don't know when we're going to get any supporters through the turnstile, sponsors and so on. Uh, and, you know, we've had a couple of advances on the TV money, but that will only last so long. Uh, if we're talking about maybe January before supporters come in and then there's maybe a problem and a second spike and then they close it down again. Uh, for small clubs like ourselves, uh, like Burton, it's almost it's almost impossible then to plan and to budget. The club has to reset and cut its cloth accordingly and it. Uh, it just sort of reluctantly, I think, dawned on uh, on us both, uh, myself and the chairman, that, well, the only real way to do this uh, was for the three of us to go and then keep the other staff in place. Got a great new lad in charge, Jake Buxton, knows the club inside out, and that's the best way for the club to go forward for the foreseeable future. Now, Jim, Natalie and Glenn were also joined by the former Liverpool and France striker, Gibral Cissé. Now, of course, that's a player that when you say his first name and last name together, it's quite easy, Gibral Cissé. But if you just said his first name, it wouldn't sound right, Gibral, would it? Anyway, Gibral told TalkSports, he doesn't sound right, all about his plans to come out of retirement. Have a listen. This is Gibral. Makes no sense. Some people don't understand. Some people, most of my friends, you know, they're telling me, oh, Jim, it's okay. You know, 96, it's, it's good enough. It's nearly 100. Yeah, but it's nearly. It's not 100. It's 96, it's 96. If not 96, it's called 100. <laughs> you know, it, it's not the same. So for me, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's, a, it's annoying. And yeah, if I can score four goals and help the team at the same time, because, you know, it's not only a personal, uh, it's not only me. You know, it's like if I sign in the club, it's not, you know, I score, I score four goals and thank you, bye-bye. Uh, I'll be there, you know, helping the, young, the youngsters and, and, you know, be a, uh, a, a help for the team and not only uh, me scoring four goals and, and thank you back now to Jamie O'Hara on the breakfast show he came up with a rather left field idea to merge League 2 and the National League 
I think they should merge the Conference League with League Two, make it a north-south division. It gives teams less travel and they can invest more money in players and you know more local derbies, more fans. Yeah. That's where I think that needs to happen. There's too much travel in League Two. The money's not there and players are going to lose out. You, you know, teams normally have a squad of, say, 25 players. They're only going to have 18 players next season. That's how it's going to be. What I would say, if there are players out of contract in League Two, consider dropping down into the non-league part-time football and, and, and you know play football for a season or, and to keep yourself ticking over and get back when the money comes back into it because yeah. it's a still a fantastic league get another job come and play non-league and you can make up your money Now would you believe it it was the 30th anniversary of the release of World in Motion yesterday rapper John Barnes joined Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on Drive to tell the story of how it all came about and he revealed news that the England squad missed out on a big payday from it, which surprises me, because of course you've got to hold and give and do it at the right time. You can't be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always kick you and hurt you, bizarrely defend and attack, and there's only, yeah, you get the gag. turned up of course when he got to number one they're all on the video but this was before this was before the world cup about three months before and we didn't know it was going to be new order we just thought it was going to be the lads all around each other so when we got there and saw new order and keith allen um that's when we realized well, it's going to be a decent song because of new order and there wasn't even a rap in it of course there was a few drinks because gazra and keith allen were there and at the end of the song when we know what the song's like keith allen just said why don't we just write a rap and put a rap in it a rap wasn't originally supposed to be in it so we did the wrote the rap then we had to have a wrap off then I was going to give it to me. So it was between me and Peter Beardley, Des Walker, Chris Hoddle, <laughs> and Steve McMahon. <laughs> so I did the rap. <laughs> I bet that was an hard choice, wasn't it? Did you all have a go? Well, did you all have a go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a democracy, Darren. Listen, you're in a team sport. You can't just say, because you think you're the best, you're going to do it. So we had to, because it's a democracy, everyone had to gather on a little go. <laughs> Peter Beardley, Chris Waddle, Steve McMahon. So it really was between me and Des Walker, to be honest with you. But what happens is you play for your club on a Saturday. You get together with England on a Sunday to play on the Wednesday or the Tuesday. Now, we didn't like getting together on Sunday with England because, of course, Sunday is the time for the pub. So when Bobby Robson said, you don't have to meet up with England, you just go to these studios to do the song, a lot of the players said, well, the song's going to be rubbish, so we're just going to go to the pub. Because <laughs> so, um, we made an album in 86 with Viva Espana and Tudis in Amsterdam on it, and players remembered that that was rubbish, so they said, well, this song ain't going to be any good. Because we didn't know it was going to be with New Order. When we turned up, we just saw these people, and it turned out to be New Order, and that's really why the song was good, not because of that. But we had a choice. Of Agent came to us, and this is before we even did the song, and he said, you've got a choice of either going for royalties or getting £5,000 into the pool to share between the 25 of you. So the committee of the senior players, Brian Robson, Peter Shilton, they said, do royalties mean if you don't sell one record, we get no money? He went, yeah, so he goes, we would take the five grand. Oh. <laughs> and it went number one for about grand. six weeks, wasn't it? Oh. All over Europe. <laughs> oh, man. We missed out there. Five footballers of the past. Talking of anniversaries, it was the 12-year anniversary yesterday of Manchester United's famous Champions League win over Chelsea in Moscow. <laughs> Are you sure you got that right? Because I turned off as John Terry stepped up to score the winner in the penalty shootout. No, he slipped and missed. Anyway, Alan Brazil revealed how he gave up his ticket 
to watch it in a Russian hotel because it was raining. Incidentally, Darren Fletcher, of course, was on the bench for Manchester United that day, was on my show last night. I wonder if Tom's put it in this podcast. Mm. Let's hear from Alan first. It poured all day and all yeah. night. And I was out there with Ronnie Arani and I had to do something over at the Savoy Hotel, which was a Chelsea team hotel. And um, I took a look out the window. And in Moscow, if you remember Alex as well, it was like a building site, the centre of Moscow. There were build there was roadworks everywhere. It wasn't it wasn't pleasant at all. And and I didn't like the people. I went, you know, I had a walk a couple of times and they were very, very wary of you and and I didn't find it nice at all. Anyway, I found this place in the Savoy and got in with the boss there and he said, um, oh, I wish I had a ticket for the game. And I looked out the window again and I thought, nah, I might, you might as well have my ticket. <laughs> and I said, is there anywhere I can watch this? He went, what? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I've got to be up early tomorrow as well. And he, so he took me up to this VIP area with a massive screen. It was incredible. And the pictures were beamed live in from the stadium. And then all of a sudden, up came a few bottles of bubbly, and I thought, I'm going nowhere here. So <laughs> out came a ticket. You'd think I'd give him 10 grand. You couldn't believe it. You did? Oh, yeah, off he went. <laughs> off he went. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. <laughs> off he went. Anyway, Ronnie called me afterwards, and Ronnie's a big United fan, and he came back later, and uh, uh, he, I said, How's he? he was great, great. And he, he took he, this duffel coat on. It was absolutely ringing. It was soaked, by the way. Yeah. And um, so that's what I watched it. I watched it in a hotel in Moscow. This is Matt Ritchie, the Newcastle winger, on boss Steve Bruce and how the players have really taken to him since joining the Magpies. When he came in, he, took, he got some stick, but he, he came in, he's got so much experience. Oh, he's a top player himself and uh, the lads have really taken to him. We've got a really good group and I think everyone, everyone's really pleased with the success that we've had. And as you say, we... I think we uh, we beat Southampton there just just the last game we played, and that really just took us away from the the sort of scrap at the bottom. And hopefully we can kick on when we get going again and, and finish finish well. Got a little email here. It says, uh, "Hi Andy, love the podcast so far. Just wondered if you could do anything with Glenn Johnson telling a few stories about players with strange superstitions. <gasps> Would you believe it? I've seen players that." If you touch their boots before a game, they go mad. Um, who? Who? Uh, Suarez was one. Um, quite a few. Um, but JT wouldn't, uh, in the gesture room, he wouldn't touch a football. So when other lads, sometimes just before the warm-up, you do a little game of two-touch between each other and the ball obviously goes all around the place. Uh, but JT wouldn't touch the ball before a game. Uh, you've seen some loads of stuff. And I think, I think it's just like pattern and memory that I don't know maybe once it happened and the lads want to stick onto it because they played well or they scored a goal or or something along those lines but but regarding the OCD I I, I understand that bit because I think everyone's got a bit of OCD in them um of course it's not it, it's a bit pointless but I think everyone's got it like I've got it you know if like if there's a certain uh set of taps and one's not quite in line with the other one I'd straighten it up you know so I've I, I think I've got a bit of that as well but but not in a in a harmful way. <laughs> what did, in, a, what, in a stupid, pointless way. <laughs> what does Suarez do if he touched his boots? Uh, well, he might wear a different pair. Seriously? Yeah. If you touch them, it, yeah, right, I'm yeah. not having them. I'm yeah. not wearing them. He might do. Yeah. If, if that's the one he's picked, and then someone touches it, and he might he might pick a different pair. And of course, it's time for the best bits of the best show. Some people say on national radio. That's my show. Andy Goldstein, Sports One, Monday to Thursday from 10pm I wonder if producer Tom has bothered to put the 
Darren Fletcher interviewing, or he's put other stuff in that he deemed as good. Let's find out, shall we? UEFA gave us a, a chess set, Champions League mm. final chess set, this glass sort of chess set, really nice. And Alex Ferguson referenced it in his team talk for the game. Um, he spoke about how this match was going to be like a chess match in terms of how you keep possession, drawing people out of position, one mistake, how your concentration has to be like 100% at all times. And, you know, one mistake can cost you. And he spoke about the lads who weren't in the team and spoke about, well, this, is, this is how difficult it's been. Look at this, this. I believe in this team so much. Look at the lads who aren't even in the squad. Look at the lads who aren't on the bench, you know. And that might seem like it's nothing, but that means a lot to the lads here. Well, it might be small consolation, but it makes the players who are starting realise that, you know, how how privileged they are and how lucky they are. And obviously they've earned it as well, but to be a part of that great squad and how some lads are missing out and, you know, go and win it for them, for yourself, for everyone. I never actually got on the pitch for the final. You know, that's the, that's the thing. And that was always my drive. And then I go and get sent off the next season in the semi-final. And then I'm, I'm ill for the next final. So it was just wasn't meant to be for me, but it definitely drove me on. Off the back of that, actually, I think I go on to have one of my best seasons. And there's no doubt that it came from that drive of, if we get into the final again, I'm on the pitch. You know, like If we get into the final next season, I'm on the pitch. Unfortunately, I get a red card that next season. But it was a, a burning desire inside me to, to step on the pitch in a Champions League final. And mm. I got so close. But not to be part of that squad to win it is a special, special moment. But there's always that thing about getting on the pitch for the final that just doesn't complete 100%. Let's say good morning to Keith Lemon. Good morning, Keith. Hi, good morning, Andrew. Um, I, I feel privileged that I'm the, your favourite p- uh, person on the planet. I always thought it was your missus or Pamela Anderson. But yeah, if I'm up there, if I'm in your dreams, that's nice for me. Well, OK, you're in my top three. Behind Pamela, then... Actually, you're well, second. Pamela, then Pamela. you. Just keep it that. I'll be behind <clears throat> Pamela. That's good. <laughs> OK. How are you dealing with lockdown? Before we talk about your show, how are you coping with it, yeah. Keith? I've, I've had enough of it, you know. I know you've got to be sensible and not go near anyone. Uh, but it is driving me mad. Um, I'm sleeping in the garden at the moment just to make my life more exciting. What do you mean you sleep in the garden? What, have you got a tent or what? I put a, I put a tent up in the garden and I'm sleeping in the garden and I'm talking to the wildlife. There's a cheeky fox in my garden. I don't mean me dressed as a fox. There is me. There is a, a real fox in there. There is me in the, in the garden as a fox, but there's a real fox as well. And that's where I get inspiration from. So I've been checking out this fox which has total face of attitude. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? Call a cop to me. I come in your garden if I want to. Get away, man. Get away, man. And what I mean that, I mean, literally, you are a man. Get away from me, you dirty pig. And I just, I, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's good research. Because I've got a lot of characters in the pipeline that are animalistic. So there you go. That's what producer Tom decided to put in the podcast. Obviously, I can't comment on it because I'm recording these before he's made his decision. I hope it was flat. If not, let me know. Tweet me, Andy Goldson, zero five. Anyway, that's it. That's all we've got time for on this podcast. A reminder, you can download previous ones or future ones via Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And guess what? There's loads of live football on TalkSport this weekend. Now, you've got that wrong, mate. No, I haven't. Get ready for this. On Friday, that's tonight, half past seven. Hertha Berlin against my side, Union. I don't know why I'm saying it with a French accent. Union Berlin in the Bundesliga, half past seven tonight. Live on TalkSport 2. Then on Saturday, half past two, Wolfsburg against Dortmund. Live on TalkSport. Staying with Saturday, Bayern Munich at home to Eintracht Frankfurt. 
live on TalkSport 2. On Sunday, Schalke in action against Augsburg, live on TalkSport 2. Leipzig are in action, half past two, live on TalkSport 2. Kelowna in action, live on TalkSport 2, 5pm. As I told you, loads of live sport. So my dad's bigger than your dad. Oh, there's no one here listening to it, apart from you. So make sure you tune in for some live Bundesliga football over the weekend. I'll be back Sunday night from 9pm with the Transgroup Express. Probably looking back, well not probably, looking back at all of those games and lots more. So there you have it. Thanks so much for downloading today and previous ones if you've done it in the past. If not, well, if you haven't, then of course that doesn't apply to you. So there's nothing I can do. That's it. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Sunday at 9 for the Trans Europe Express and then Monday, of course, at 10pm with the Fun Boy for the first sports bar of the week. Have a great weekend. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 